This episode is brought to you by Breathe Easy Productions. Dream, plan, do. Welcome to the What Do Women Know? What do women know? What do women know? Podcast. I'm Jessica O'Keefe. This episode, we are grateful to have actress, producer, and Instagram guru, Jessica Lancaster, on the podcast. Jessica's brilliant way of bringing positivity into her life inspires me daily. She truly reaches for what sparks joy, weaves it into her life, and into the lives of those around her. Jessica is a joy to work with, inspiring, dedicated to her craft, and committed to bringing more beauty and happiness into the world. It is with this in mind that I introduce Jessica Lancaster to our listeners. Jessica Lancaster, thank you for joining us on the podcast. You are very welcome. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> it's, the Je- it's the Jessicas. Yes, girl. It's the two Jewish Jessicas. It could be our, It could be the name of the podcast. Jess who are Jewish. Jessica Lancaster, producer, actress, social media guru. <laughs> the entertainment industry, acting, film projects, and social media are in constant evolution. How have you found balance through your career as an actress, producer, and Instagram guru? What is your advice for finding balance in this unpredictability? So basically, it's out of necessity. So I think that as, um, as artists... We only want to do our art. We just want to be creative. We only want to be in that magical place of like, I'm working, I'm acting, I'm finding my objective. I'm, we only want to be there. That's truly where I'm the happiest is acting. So what happened then was that doesn't pay the bills. That's not a, that is the people that actually make a full living acting. It's like point. 5% of all the SAG actors, or it's stupid odds. Like the odds of doing it are so slim. It doesn't have that much to do with your talent. doesn't have that much to do with so many things. You can't really control that. So for me, it was about living a creative life. So how can I, what can I do to live a creative life? I think it's that way for a lot of people. And social media managing came into play because I needed to do it for my film. Uh, One of the films that I I produced and we didn't get distribution, but we'd won all these awards and went to all these festivals. And so when we did our second film, I spoke to one of my friends who's a social media manager and I was like, hey, can you help me learn how to do this, the Instagram, so I can maybe have a better shot of getting distribution. And so she taught me all the tricks of the trade and then I ended up being really good at it and enjoyed it. And then we actually got distribution based on the Instagram of our film. That's how they found us. So that was sort of like the universe telling me, hey, this is something you can follow. So it was very organic. I didn't I didn't force it. And then the balance came out of the fact that I'm not acting all the time, but I'm also not doing social media all the time. I'm not producing all the time. It just sort of when I need to do something, I can do it without stressing about getting paid for acting. Well, for anything. Yeah, for writers, for directors, for I mean, for anything that's artistic, that's the biggest challenge. That's why parents say, please don't do this with your life. They're doing that out of love. They're not doing it because they hate you. They're not doing it because they don't think you're talented. They're doing it because they're, they they see how hard it's going to be. <laughs> it's not that I'm supporting you. It's just like, that's going to suck. It's going to suck. <laughs> One thing that like you hear a lot when somebody asks, well, what are you going to, how are you going to make your money? What are you going to fall back on? What's going to be your day job? Well, if I have a day job, then that's what I'll do with my life. Or if I have something to fall back on, then that's what I'm going to do with my life. That's not the case with me. I think the trick is you're gonna need a day job unless you are one of those lucky 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 people and then if you are man shine your light you don't need any advice from me that's for damn sure but if you're like everyone else then find that thing that allows you to live a creative life 
And that's what I found in doing Instagram. And I have built a pretty successful company doing it. And I'm yeah. really happy about it because, you know, it's great. I can do it in the mornings for an hour and I'm done for the day. <laughs> it's like I'm all day free. Well, you spend more than an hour. I do spend, I do spend more than an hour. Depends on the day. No, sometimes it takes a whole day. Sometimes you're in like meetings and you're doing this and that and you're creating content, and you're doing a lot of stuff. But then some days it's really just quick. You're just checking in with accounts, doing a couple posts, bada boom, bada bing, making sure everything is going well. And then you get on with your day and you can take it with you. I could take it when I travel. I could take it on a set. I could do it during breaks. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting you're saying that too, because for work ethic, we tend to think about it has to be all day, all the time to make a good amount of money. And the truth of it is, I was just talking with a business owner and she was saying that the women she employs, she says, get it done, make your own hours, just get it done. Yeah. If it doesn't take you all day, that's okay. Just get it done. Yeah. Exactly. Get it done. That's the, that's, I love that. Like get it done and work smarter, not harder. Ooh, that's a great quote right there. Yeah. So it's like old school. And I have a partner that I work with. She has her things that she does. I have my things that I do. I work well with another person. I'm an actor. That's a collaborative mentality. And so I enjoy working with people. And so she gets a percentage of my business, but I work less and I have more time to do things that are important, like a podcast in the middle of the day. You know? <laughs> That's fine. Well, thank you. Yay. (laughs) I I am impressed all the time about how you have worked at knowing what your joy is. Yeah. And for instance, like hiring this other woman. Yeah. You, you know what your favorite parts of the job are and you hired somebody to do the other part. You can afford to farm out. Yes. I afford to farm out. And that's, I think, important. And I've been able to grow more because of that, because I can take more clients because I can take pretty much as many clients that want to come to me because I have help because we can balance it between the two of us. And then if I needed to hire somebody else and I would hire a third, but ultimately it's all about setting myself up so I can live my creative life because being a famous actor or being like a series regular, that's of course every actor's dream when you're five years old and you pretend to get the Academy Award and you're like in front of the mirror and you're like, I want to thank my mom. You know, that's, everybody has that, right? We all want that. And then, you know, as you're growing up and you're told, oh my gosh, you're talented and you get the, the lead in your play and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'm, it's always going to be this way. Then, you know, I went to a conservatory where it kept going. Oh my, this is great. This is great. And then you moved to New York City and reality hits and you're like, wow, there's a lot. Everybody who was me in every single school across America is now in New York City or in Los Angeles. All of the people that were leads in their high school plays, all of the people that went to conservatories, all of the people that are like, can sh- quote Shakespeare, we're here, we're doing it, right? That's not what it's about because that, you know, I don't even know if that would bring me joy because I've never had that. I've never had been a series regular. I've never been famous. What I do know brings me joy is acting. If I can find that in my life, then I've got what I want. And if more stuff comes from that, fantastic. But truly it's about being happy you know, finding what brings you joy. And having a paycheck to support your, your yeah, life. It's important so you can eat and have a roof. So you can eat and have a roof. Exactly. Although in LA, they'd probably the eating is not necessary. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you, you, this ability for you to, to realize what brings you joy, to seek the joy, and to choose words of empowerment for yourself. You do this. You, you taught me to embrace my vision of health, happiness, safety and monetary security. Like I, I had always thought, well, of course I, I have that as that's what I want. That's my vision. That's my life. But you taught me to have it as a goal. Yeah. To yeah. Write it on my board to see it 
And then to, for everything I do, it's about attaining that. Yeah. It's extremely powerful. Will you speak on that? How you seek strong, healthy, empowering life and relationships and relationship with yourself? Yeah. I've always been a happy person from infancy till now. I'm just always happy. I don't know. How, I'm just who I am. But stuff wasn't coming my way. And there was a lot of blocks. I was like circular thinking. I would overthink stuff. I would talk about the same topic for like 10 hours. I was something would happen and I'd call every single friend about it and get their opinion. Like this kind of stuff that's toxic, right? And so what I started to do is boiling it down to truly what it is, is that you're supposed to feel good, period. You do anything you, anything you can think of that you want to do in your life, whether it's directing or giving to charity, it ultimately boils down because that makes you feel good. It really does. Like, I want my kids to have everything they could ever want in their entire life. Why? Well, it's gonna make me feel good if they're happy. So if you understand that ultimately, and it's not not in a selfish way, only when you feel good can you project that out there. And when you feel good, you're in the vortex. And that's where all your creativity comes from. That's where all the abundance comes from. And when you're in there, you just feel good. It's when you're in the middle of writing and you forget the time. That's yeah. you're in your vortex. All of a sudden, an hour has gone by and you're like, whoa. You know, or you're playing with your kids outside and like, you know, two hours go by because you've been like a fairy princess or something like that. Like kids get into it so easy, right? But we forget how to do it. And so that's sort of what started me on the path of like, you know, just walking around having the mantra, I'm a money magnet. This money just finds me. It's crazy. At that time, I didn't have any money. That was like four years ago. And I was like paycheck to paycheck, waiting tables, like I didn't have any money. I was reading this book and doing their meditations that are free on YouTube. And I just started thinking like, that's my mantra. I'm a money magnet. All I want, money, money finds me. I find money, money falls in my head. And then I swear stuff started happening. Money started finding me. I get a random residual check. I'd be like, whoa, book a commercial. That's nice. Or like the social media business started to slowly create and just, and then it was just like easy to get clients were just like coming to me, word of mouth. And the thought that we have that it's going to be hard, there's this thing in humans that's like, oh, it's going to be hard to make it. It's going to be hard to make money. It's, you got to work hard. It's the opposite. It should be easy. Everything should flow. Like stop paddling and paddling and paddling upstream. Just let go of the oars and just trust for a second that it's going to come. It's going to be easy. You're going to flow. And if you hit some bumps, that's okay. Cause you're going at least in the right direction. But you live this, uh, everybody has obstacles and you talk about obstacles yeah. with me and you talk about overcoming the obstacles. What is it? It's not hitting your head against the wall that doesn't have a door. It's finding the door. Or what I like to do is ignore the door. Why am I looking at that door? That door is annoying right now. I'm going to look over here at this beautiful window. Done. Now I'm not looking at that door anymore. I could sit here and talk about the fact that, that I'm not working as an actor right now. That I could talk about, I could start, I could focus on the fact that, that I'm making all of my money doing social media right now and not acting. There are so many things that you can look at and be like, oh, well, I gained I gained five pounds and you whatever. You can look at all of the negative stuff in your life anytime you want to. You, you'll find it if you're looking for it, it's there. No matter who you are. Great story. I was doing a play with this actor and he was in Aaron Brockovich. And his name is Joe Crest. He's a great actor. The story really hit me. And, and he told me this a long time ago. And I always think about it. He was doing a scene with Julia Roberts. And it's, uh, the, he's like the chicken farmer or something. And there's a scene at a coffee shop, I think, with Julia Roberts. He's all excited to work with the great Julia Roberts, right? Well, yeah. she comes and she sits down and she's really upset. And he's like, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, well, I just read the reviews. Somebody put the reviews of Runaway Bride in my trailer and they're really bad. And I got bashed and she was really upset about that. And she was really 
kind of down and sad about these reviews. She is shooting Aaron Brockovich. She's going to win an Academy Award for this movie she's shooting. She's not looking at what's going on right now. She's doing the best work of her life. Like it was just so clear to me. You can, no matter who you are, you can find the negative things to think about and you can be unhappy. It doesn't matter. Nothing you're asking for is going to bring you joy. You can already feel that right now. I could give you $100 million right now. You've already felt that amount of happiness. They did a study, Harvard or something, and it was in Time Magazine. And they said that you have felt every emotion minus the sexual ones by the age of seven. You've been as happy as you'll ever be. And you've been as sad as you'll ever be by the age of seven. You've already gone through it. Example, when your child gets a Christmas present they want, think of their reaction. They just want $100 million. They just felt that. Or they're grounded and they can't have that cookie. They just lost everything. And so you've already been there. You've already felt it. You've already overcome it. When I let go of thinking other things are going to make me happy, if I, when that happens, then I'll be, or that stuff is toxic thinking. Ignore the door. Don't even look at the door. Look at the window. The window's right there for you. Your beautiful family, your amazing long hair, your um, insanely talented writer and director. Anytime you want to see it, you can feel it, you know? That's what I do. Not to say that I don't have... I get down and I have my moments when I don't book something that I really wanted that could change everything or, but if I go to gratitude. I love the idea of just going straight through the door, going to the environment I want. Yeah, there's no door. Ignore the door. It's not there. No there's, door. Why do I keep a metaphor? What a block. <laughs> there's no door. A door makes me think you have to open it or have a, a pit, like have a locksmith to open it for you. No, nah, there's no door. Or like people are like, break a window. I'm like, Go where the window is open. There's one right there to your left. There actually is a window. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's your beautiful window. Anyways, I feel very preachy right now. No, I love it. See, that's that's what we all need. We all need to know how each other's doing it and how there's another way. If it, the way we're doing is not working, yeah. hear what somebody else is doing and share, you know, as women, the idea of we've been stuck for so long. I saw a quote by Madonna where it was, you know, she's talking about women need other strong women. We need to hear what they're doing. We need it. We need a team of other women. I love the men in our life. And the, I have to say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it is having something. There is something unusual that happens about becoming a woman and realizing you're a woman or, or having that epiphany when you're a little girl that, oh, this is different than what, and, and more so the, in TV and everything in media, less pressure to be a princess or. Yeah. Thank God. Cause girl, us growing up, that was all it was like for me in the nineties image was so important. How skinny yeah. you were and all this stuff. It was just too much. Yeah. Heroin chic. Like that's even a thing. That was a thing for us when we grew up heroin chic pants should be hanging off of your body and you should be able to wear a tank top with outer bra because your breasts are so small. That was heroin chic. <laughs> oh my You're God, it's so gross. What is wrong with this? I did it too. I totally did it. Oh yeah. I went through my whole need to eat figuring out what is it that as you get older you realize when you're younger you're abusing your body and then or at least hopefully not anymore hopefully children today are going to be more healthy the idea that now we're we're learning how to keep our body alive yeah keep our body alive and that eternal youth feeling as we get older you recognize you feel different than you felt in your 20s there's something yeah. different the feeling you had in your 20s and that's just here like feelings are just psychological. And so if you can get your body healthy, then you can actually connect with that. Because it's not like, let's get rid of all of our wrinkles or let's get rid of all of our, you know, the fact that we're not like, you know, a size zero anymore or whatever. It's um, that feeling, that youthful feeling of, you know, bushy-tailed. You know, I was it, I, I stopped drinking because I don't like the fog. Yeah. I realized I actually really like seeing everything. I don't like feeling tired after. I get a headache now. 
I sound oh, like yeah, I, get so I sound fast. like my grandmother. When did that happen? Oh my god, I totally sound like my grandma. What's going on? Oh yeah. my god, when I was your age. So funny. It's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think that aging is kind of a fun thing for that reason. Like I wouldn't go back at all. I wouldn't either. <gasps> I might get a bit of my collagen back, but other than that, I think like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sign of my happiness. <laughs> But that's interesting. So how do you define a successful day? Having a full day so where you can sleep well at night? In my world, that's a dangerous question. If I judge a day, whether it's successful or not, anytime I put a label on something, it can make me feel like, so say I do have a really successful day. And that means the next day can't possibly be a good day because of that. Because there are these magical days that pop out that might seem like, oh, that's a successful day. I try to just listen to what I need in the moment. And sometimes I need to watch Netflix in the middle of the day, period. I mean, sometimes I need to do that and I will. Sometimes I need to watch Ted Lasso from beginning to end because it's a happy thing. It's a happy place to go. But generally I know what makes me feel good is exercise. I'm a runner. I've worked out my whole life. I love to be outside. I love nature. So my saving grace during the pandemic has been my relationship with Owen, obviously that's 17 years, my dog, who's the cutest thing on the planet and my, my mountain right up the street. When I need to, I just turn off everything. I turn my phone on silent and I listen to music and I get out and I'll be gone for two hours sometimes. I'll go running for like an hour, then walk around, like just explore. And that to me really clears my head. And I have so much gratitude that I'm able to do that because I know if you're a mom, you can't. I know my friends who have kids, you can't just take off for two hours and turn your phone off. So that is something that I am very grateful for. But those days I tend to feel better just in more in, more in my body. That's when you trust yourself and you work on being flexible to adjust your day for your- Yeah, me time. I think talking to you, I feel good talking to friends, you know, connecting with humans that are vibrating on the same level as you. It makes you feel good, but successful day or not. I mean, I think, I think if we try to find what's successful about each day before we go to bed and just think about that, you'll be able to sleep focusing on, okay, well, what was amazing today? So then I I have trouble going to sleep a lot. And that, that sounds like good advice for me. (laughs) Gratitude. I've been so impressed with how you produce films. I mean, you have raised money for how many? Films? We have three. So me and my partner, uh, he's Irish and we make movies in Ireland. And so we've actually produced three feature films. Uh, two are available right now on Amazon and other platforms. I'm very proud of them. And they did, I think most people like them a lot. So The Holy Fail is a big, fun Irish comedy. And then Choosing Signs was our first movie. And that's more of a dramedy. You're fantastic in both. Thank you. I appreciate it. Holy Fail is just adorable. I watched that with the kids, actually. I know. It's weird. People's kids like this movie. It's so funny. I think it's the big Irish characters, the big, the nuns and the cops and or the Gardas, as they call them. Uh, And then probably maybe next month or a month after that, we'll start to go into post-production for the third feature. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Do you have have an inspiring quote for our listeners. I do. I have one that's from Abraham Hicks. You're not manifesting. You're creating the environment that allows manifestation. It's not like I've got to manifest this thing in my life. I need to meditate on being a better actor or whatever that that energy is. It's about creating the environment in your entire life for things to just find you and come to you. That's sort of like how the social media business came to me. I opened up that I was welcoming all kinds of money. Come find me. I'm ready. Not trying to create money out of nothing. I just opened the door for manifesting to happen instead of like trying to force it. That to me is a shift that I think a lot of people work at getting something. If I do this, 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 and this, and this will happen. And then I'll be happy. 
But instead of, and then I'll be happy, just work on what makes you happy now. And the other stuff will find you because you're happy. I find that very powerful. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Jess, for being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom with us. You're very welcome. You can find me on Jessica Lancaster LA. If you're interested in any social media stuff, just DM me. I, I love to talk social. And if you want to watch my movies, The Holy Fail and Choosing Signs are both available on Amazon. And soon the next one. And soon the next one. That is right. Thank you, Jess. You're very welcome.